Hello, I'm Jennifer Ristine with RC Spirituality and Magdala, and you're joining us for The Living Heart of an Apostle. In this interview, we'll speak to Father Florian Racine, who is the rector of the Basilica of St. Mary Magdalene in St. Maximin, France. It's in the southern part of France, where there are many pilgrims attending this area, and we'll see why. And he is also the co-founder of the Missionaries of the Most Holy Eucharist. So enjoy this interview. Thank you so much for taking this time. I appreciate it. Oh, it's great. I'm happy. Yeah. So I'm what happy. are you what are you doing in these days of um, this COVID shutdown with no pilgrims there? Yeah, we don't have many pilgrims, but uh, we still have, the basilica was open uh, all time during all this okay. time. And so we continued uh, having people to pray and to uh, to visit uh, the relics of Mary Magdalene, you know, some parishioners, they couldn't come from uh, far away, but local people continued uh, to spend time with Mary Magdalene because here everybody loved her. Uh, so you have a, a great devotion right there in the town yeah. and the surrounding exactly. areas? Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's good. So they keep her, they keep her company. And yes, exactly. We try to continue promoting, you know, the local traditions and uh, some people here uh, really want to, uh, I mean, to pray. Obviously, we have Holy Mass, but then we have a procession with the relics, the big relics of Mary Magdalene in the city, the streets of the city. And so it's a very big event, although I think we should be 10 times more, you know, for this procession, because uh, right now uh, there are not so many people who know about uh, the relics being in the basilica here in Saint Maxima. Tell us about these relics that are there and uh, how historically valid do you think that these relics are? All right, so just to, uh, to remind, to say again, uh, to recall the, the, the tradition, mm -hmm. uh, we have, uh, I know that we have two different traditions about Mary Magdalene, the end of her life. We have the public life of Mary Magdalene, so that's the same what we have in the gospel. Mm -hmm. But now for the, uh, the, the uh, Catholic, you know, the Latin tradition, or what we call the Western tradition, uh, it is thought that uh, Mary Magdalene and her family and friends were expelled from Holy Land, and this, uh, we know that most of the, 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 the first Christians had to, to leave Jerusalem because of the first persecutions. And so the first Christians were already persecuted. You know, the Eastern Christians were already persecuted. And so in this tradition that we promote here, uh, we believe that she came with her sister, Martha, Lazarus, Sidonus, Mary Salome, Mary Jacobi. There were 12 of them. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they went away on a boat and they arrived in Marseille. Marseille was the big uh, uh, port here, a big uh, city with a lot of business through the, the Mediterranean Sea. And so she arrived here. And so in this tradition, uh, we believe that she's the first one to announce in Marseille that Jesus is risen. Because all these uh, friends of Jesus... Uh, their faith was stronger, you know, than the persecutions. And even though they were persecuted, they continued 
uh, to announce the good news of the risen Lord. And so she came here and she did, she's the first one who proclaimed that Jesus is risen in, in this part of France. And then according to this tradition, uh, she finished her life spending about 20 or 30 years in a grotto, uh, in a, a cave, uh, not far from Marseille. And she spent her life, she just finished her life in, uh, in this grotto and she had some mystical experience. You know, she loved Jesus. And so she prayed, she spent a lot of time praying in this grotto and also doing some missions. And after when she, when she died, she was buried in a place uh, not far from the grotto where we have today this big basilica uh, that contains uh, the relics of Mary Magdalene. And so uh, at, at, the, at that time, uh, Christians were persecuted because there was the Roman Empire who didn't want to have uh, Christians. And so she was buried on a very simple tomb, coffin, very simple one. But then with the conversion of Constantine, the Emperor Constantine in 313, at that time, the Christians just uh, unburied, took out from, from the, the, the soil, you know, the, 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 the remains of the saints. And uh, so they took what was left of Mary Magdalene and they put her body, the, the remains, the relics, in beautiful sarcophagus, in marbles, and those we have them today in the crypt where people come and pray Mary Magdalene. So this is, and we know that they, they, the, the, the dates, you know, where they were uh, built, the sarcophagus, is the fourth century, you know. So it's very interesting because we know on the fourth century, people came here in pilgrimage. And we also have a very big baptistry uh, of the fourth century. And so we also know that Christians not only came to venerate Mary Magdalene, but also came to be baptized. Mm. Because when you're baptized, uh, you, you, are, uh, you receive the new life, the risen life of Jesus, uh, the risen Lord. Yes. And Mary Magdalene, she's the first one who saw the risen Lord. You know, yes. she, she saw Jesus on the cross and she is the first one who experienced the love of Jesus, uh, the, the risen Lord. Mm -hmm. So what is, you know, and after this fourth century, uh, we have in this part of France, uh, the Muslims, you know, we call them the Sarazins, mm -hmm. seven, eight, nine century. And they try to remove everything about Christianity in this part of France. And so after, in some way, we lost the relics of Mary Magdalene because the monks who were in charge of the holy place on the 5th, 6th, 7th century, 8th century, they were uh, scattered everywhere. And it's in the big date here, it's 1279, where the king, the local king here, uh, knew about oral tradition about Mary Magdalene. He knew that she came here, she was buried somewhere, but they didn't know where. So they made a lot of work to find, and finally they found what we have now, the relics of Mary Magdalene. So what do we have? We have the head of Mary Magdalene. What's very interesting is that there was a piece of skin here that was remain, uh, that was still uh, on the on the skull, there was the skull of Mary Magdalene, and just this piece of skin that was still here, because uh, this is uh, according to this tradition, 
when she saw the risen Lord, she wanted to hold uh, Jesus and she said, do not hold me, do not touch me. I'm going to my father and your father, but go and announce. And sometimes we represent Mary Magdalene, uh, Jesus saying, do not touch me, you know, I'm going to my father. And so this piece of skin was touched by the risen Lord and it's a sign from divine providence from the Lord that it was touched by the risen Lord. Mm. And so it was on the scroll of Mary Magdalene. However, uh, during the French Revolution, they removed it. So now it's in a little bulb that is under the scroll of Mary Magdalene. Wow. So we have the scroll, the Noli Metangere in Latin, do not touch me, this piece of skin. Mm -hmm. We lost the tongue because when they found in at that time, uh, the relics of Mary Magdalene, there was the tongue uh, that was miraculously uh, left because the first tongue that announced the risen Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, so we don't have any more, but they used to say that there was the tongue and there was a beautiful perfume because Mary Magdalene, she's the saint of the perfume. Perfume mm -hmm. express love, okay. express intimacy with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So there was an you aroma know? coming from, I understand, an aroma coming from the um, alabaster perfume. tomb when they opened it. When they opened it in 1279. Okay. And so then the, the, the king went to see the Pope in 1285 to, to say we have found again the relics of Mary Magdalene. And so the Pope just wrote a letter saying that, yes, we can go and worship, pray uh, Mary Magdalene in this place. And they started to build this huge basilica that we have now. So in order to respond to your question, we can say that from 1279, we have everything that is very clear, historically speaking. Before 1279, we don't have much because many documents were lost, but we still have archaeology. And we have this baptistry of the fourth century. We have the sarcophagus of the fourth century. Mm -hmm. So here, for us, we believe truly that she's there. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, and after, you know, we can say that she's, she's doing a lot uh, for the many pilgrims who come every year every month, every day, to pray Mary Magdalene in the Basilica mm -hmm. and the Grotto. You know, there are two shrines, the Grotto where right. she lived mm -hmm. and the Basilica. It's about uh, 20 miles away, uh, one from the other one. Well, thank you for that uh, great historical overview. That was a, a good, good reminder. I had read it a few yeah. times and it's hard to remember, get all those dates correct, but um, it's beautiful to think that there's um, a tradition all the way back to the fourth century, at least it's, it's an important place. I remember when I first learned of this tradition, which really I had no idea. I think many people are not aware of, of this tradition in France. Um, I, I was skeptical and I would be giving conference. I wrote about it in my book and I was giving conferences and sharing about this um, tradition that existed. And anybody who was French who was in the audience, they would come up to me afterwards and they would say you don't believe it do you and i would say yeah, I, I am a little skeptical i have to admit and they told me well don't don't um don't share your skepticism until you've actually been there and you've seen the place and what it's doing for people so that that's why i was hoping to go um this coming july not happening but um but this is this is what i'm interested in is um uh, what i see in this tradition what i think is very beautiful 
whether people do believe it or not, is there's something similar to the sacred scriptures in this tradition, and that's her passionate love for Jesus comes out in that tradition. She just can't stand seeing people worshiping these pagan gods. She has to announce the risen Lord. And uh, there's also part of the story where she actually influences the um, leader of that province. And just as she had the influence, at least eventually, um, over the apostle to the apostle, she was sent to, or sorry, she is the apostle to the apostle. So she was sent to the apostles to announce the good news and just as she does to the leader there of that province so i like how they're in this tradition you get the same mary magdalene of the scriptures there in southern france you you see her in a sort of other setting um, but but you became yeah. the custodian of this cathedral you inherited this uh, tradition let's say within the cathedral could you share with us how you came about that? How did you end up there? Yeah, so uh, it's not exactly a cathedral because oh, the cathedral is the yeah. place of the yeah. bishop and we right. don't have bishops here. Okay, it's the basilica. basilica. Okay. <laughs> and basilica means it's a, it's a place of pilgrimage. Okay. And uh, we can say that uh, most of the French kings came here uh, many great saints that all of us know came here in pilgrimage and today uh, the bishop asked me to do everything to promote the pilgrimage to make known uh, that we have a very special relics of Mary Magdalene you know people ask me is it really the relics of Mary Magdalene I can say scientifically we cannot prove it obviously but we can say that when we come here with open heart we um, uh, deepen our love for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this is the grace of Mary Magdalene. You know, the grace of Mary Magdalene is, is friendship, you know, divine mm -hmm. intimacy with our Lord, how to be friends of Jesus. So how did I become the, the, the rector or the custodians of Mary Magdalene's relics? Um, first, I wouldn't say I am the custodians uh, of Mary Magdalene's relics because they were the Dominicans. The grotto and the basilica was built, I mean, the basilica was built by the Dominicans. They came here in the 13th or 14th century, and they were here, uh, basilica and grotto from the 14th century until uh, 16, uh, 1968, where uh, at that time, uh, 1958, they left the basilica they went to toulouse it's a big city of the dominicans over there and they gave the basilica to the bishop they stayed they remained their presence remained at the grotto so they're still at the grotto but the other sanctuary the basilica was given to bishop the bishop of the diocese and then today the bishop is bishop dominique Ray. Uh, he wanted to find a community in order to run the Basilica of Mary Magdalene. And so he didn't know which community. And finally, you know, uh, he told me uh, when I was a young priest about 10 years ago, you know, do you want uh, to be the, the priest, you know, helping, uh, uh, you know, being in charge, the rector of the Basilica. And so first I said, well, I didn't know why not, but uh, actually I prayed and in my heart, I was very, uh, very uh, 
privilege. You know, I realized that I was very privileged to uh, to receive the uh, the the responsibility of this uh, great sanctuary. So in some way, yes, I am custodians of the relics of the basilica because they are in the basilica. But it's right that this name is given to the Dominicans, you know, who are the one for, for all these centuries, who were the, the, the real custodians. Now it doesn't mean that sometimes I take the relics of Mary Magdalene, not the big one, not the scroll, because he's in a big uh, frame. I mean, you cannot travel with it. Uh, but I take the hair. We have also the relics of the hair of Mary Magdalene. And those hair are very important because in the gospel, we see a few times there is the hair. There is the hair uh, when Mary Magdalene weeps uh, on the feet of Jesus, and then she uses her hair to wipe the feet of Jesus. It's a sign of divine mercy, contrition, the love of Jesus that does not condemn her, does not judge her, but just give the, the divine mercy, uh, God's uh, tenderness, you know, come from this divine mercy. She experienced that with the hair, and also when she comes. Later, uh, we see her with the other perfume, uh, great quality. And so she just, as uh, uh, out of thanksgiving for all that Jesus did to her, she just used the, the hair to wipe again the, the feet of Jesus. So uh, sometimes we try in, uh, to, to, to visit parishes who invite us to, to make some missions about uh, who is Mary Magdalene. And, uh, and so I take the relics and I, I travel. And uh, in January, I came to U.S. Yes, with the yes. hair of Mary Magdalene. And we I came remember. to Louisiana yeah. and to New York. It was great mission. There were all the schools. Everybody came to venerate. So there are special graces with those relics. This we can say that when people venerate the relics of Mary Magdalene, they receive special grace of imitation of Mary Magdalene. And the best imitation is... Uh, to be greater uh, lover of Jesus. So, yes, now uh, I am in charge of this, uh, of this sanctuary, and I am also in charge of a community, the community of the missionary of the Most Holy Eucharist. It's a community that I started about uh, 15 years ago, a community of priests who want to promote a Eucharistic adoration in parishes throughout France and throughout the world and uh, what is interesting is that we uh, uh, i mean mary magdalene is the first one who said that jesus is risen mm -hmm. if today i believe that jesus is risen because someone has told me who was told by someone else who was told by someone else someone right. and the first one is mary magdalene so we want to continue this transmission of announcing the good news of the, the resurrection mm -hmm. but for us we also say that the risen lord is here in the blessed sight, in this little host that we receive on Sunday mm -hmm. uh, in Holy Communion and is awaiting us, waiting for us in the blessed sacrament. So we continue the mission of Mary Magdalene saying that Jesus is risen and we also say that the risen Lord is giving himself in this little host that we receive uh, whenever we go to Mass and we, when we want to pray before the Blessed Sacrament. Mm -hmm. You see, so we can make a connection between the mission of my community, yes. that is to promote the love to Jesus and the love to Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and experiencing divine lo love, experiencing divine mercy and the fact 
that Mary Magdalene, she's the first one who experienced that in a very special way. Mm -hmm. And I, I see that the missionaries of the Most Holy Eucharist really wed together very well with this tradition, this, the contemplative and evangelizing spirit that we see so beautifully in Mary Magdalene. The intimate exactly. friendship that she had with Jesus, that love, that passionate love that she had for him, that she just can't contain it. She just has to go out and share the good news. Uh, we have many people coming uh, in the Basilica because everybody loves Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm. But when you ask them, why do you love Mary Magdalene? They have different <laughs> reasons, you know, okay. and sometimes are opposite reasons even. Yes. But it's like a universal woman. It's interesting that when you say Mary Magdalene, I never ex met someone who said, I don't like Mary Magdalene. <laughs> so from her, uh, after I tried to to say, you know, the Mary Magdalene uh, we, uh, uh, that we have here in the Basilica is the Mary Magdalene in the gospel, you know? Mm -hmm. So I try to bring people not back to the Da Vinci Code or to the right. all kind of uh, uh, apocryph or weird documents that are not very strong uh, mm -hmm. on a historically speaking, mm -hmm. but I try to bring back uh, the, the love of the people to Mary Magdalene to what we read, what we read in the gospel. Okay. But then, as we all know, there is two traditions, and we need to respect those two traditions because the Vatican has never uh, said this one is right and this one is wrong. Right. There is the Eastern tradition that prefers to distinguish the three uh, persons, the the woman uh, who, 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 who is at the feet of Jesus, mm -hmm. the sinner woman and receive yeah. divine mercy, uh, Mary, sister of Martha of Bethany, the model of, of, of discipleship, friendship, love to Jesus, uh, yeah, and Mary of Magdala, the, mm -hmm. who was uh, where Jesus expelled the demons, who was at the foot of the cross and the first one to announce the resurrection. Mm -hmm. So in the Eastern tradition, there are different women, they have different feasts, and I think that's great. But in the Western tradition, most of the exegetes and saints prefer to identify saying, this is one person, mm -hmm. you know, that we call Mary Magdalene. Yeah. It's right yeah. that today, today modern exegesis uh, prefers to distinguish. Mm -hmm. That's fine for me. Me, I'm just saying that uh, in the Basilica, everything is identified, you know? So I just say, look here, I take the position of the Western tradition. Uh, and also by studying the question of the exegetes who prefers identification, I think for me, I'm fine with that. And I, I really believe that it's the same. It's my personal point of view, you know, that she's the same. What's interesting, you know, because exegetical debates are not very interesting for people that don't really have time to understand that. But what Gregory the Great said on the sixth century, he gave Mary Magdalene as a model for all Christians, saying that she went to three different stages on her spiritual life. The first one is experiencing divine mercy at the foot of Jesus, then becoming the model of discipleship, friendship, loving Jesus, and then the first apostles. Mm. So divine mercy, disciple, apostle. And he said that every Christian should follow 
the path of Mary Magdalene by first ex experiencing the personal love of Jesus. Our Catholic Christian faith starts with a personal encounter with the Lord who comes in our wounds, where we are hurt in our sins, and it's here that we experience the love of Jesus. And then this experience of divine mercy should make us a disciple, we should love him, we should respond to this love by spending time in prayer, reading the Holy Gospel, uh, praying before the Blessed Sacrament, being at the foot of Jesus, just listening to the Word of God, letting the grace of God work in our soul. And then when we are disciple, friend of Jesus, we should, we must, say the Pope, become apostles, announce, missionary, go, mm -hmm. say that is risen. Mm -hmm. And so he said that Gregory the Great, that these three stages of Mary Magdalene are the three stages that every Christian should be renewed. Yes. Uh, and especially when people come here in the Basilica, I say, look, we all have to be renewed in one of these three steps. Some people need to experience divine mercy. And I can say many people uh, are so much hurt. They have so many uh, burdens, so many wounds in, our, in their soul today with, with our crazy world that so many people uh, uh, come to experience love. To, they know that when they come in this sanctuary before the relics of Mary Magdalene, they are not going to be judged and they are going to have trust uh, in the love of God for them and they know they will not be judged for what they did. Yes. So experiencing divine mercy, become lover of Jesus to learn how to pray, to be generous. You know, for me, it's generosity. You know, she's the woman of generosity. She gives the best perfume. She's disciple. She followed Jesus. So generosity, discipleship, and then to become apostles. So for me, that's the grace that I try to teach yes. first to live for me, because it's right, according to your questions, that I was renewed in those three dimensions of my life. And divine mercy, uh, it's so important for me, because we all have our limits, but also in the way I speak to the people, I work with the people, because some people, we need to have a lot of charity and mercy to these people, and we shouldn't judge them by looking at them like the Pharisee, you know, said this is just a sinner. She re he reduced this woman to the sin, and this is the anti-mercy. This is against divine mercy. And so Mary Magdalene, she experienced the Jesus looking at her, and she could see in the eyes of Jesus that she was not judged for what she did. And she was freed from her demons. And so I, we, for me as a priest, and what I, try, uh, what I try to live and to preach is to have the same, uh, to be uh, divine, I mean, to bring divine mercy to others and never judge people by looking at them, you know, in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So divine mercy, yeah, and becoming uh, then a disciple, she teaches me how to be generous, you know, in prayer, because it's not because I'm priest that it's easier for me to pray than you or anybody else. It's it's a struggle to pray and to take time, to give time. And when I look at Mary Magdalene, she's just a woman who loves freely. She does not expect anything for her. She just wants to tell Jesus that she loves him. That's all what counts for her. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in our personal prayer, we're waiting for consolation, for special graces. We pray because we need something. But Mary Magdalene teaches us that you should pray because he's 
I mean, Jesus, you know, he loves Be with him. mercy. That's, it's just pray for him, you know, not for us. And to give generosity. And then the third part, you know, it's this question of zeal. Uh, when she preached, everybody laughed at her. You know, she's the first one who said that Jesus is risen. She was mocked. People laughed at her, but she did it. And then uh, the Holy Spirit touched her heart and little by little, people believed in the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And today, you know, for us, it's so difficult to preach about the resurrection because people don't believe, they don't care, they have different concerns in their life. But like Mary Magdalene, we should be detached to the fruits of our mission, but we should do it. Yes. We have to do it because if we don't do it, well, something will be missing in yeah. the in the in in the kingdom of God. I mean, to to make Jesus known. Mm -hmm. So I can say that for me as a priest, uh, I was renewed in these three essential uh, part of my mission as baptized the first, uh, because first we are. Christians who are baptized, then I am priest, but first I am, bapt I am, uh, I am baptized. Uh, and I try also to tell people that when they come in this shrine, they will be renewed in one of these dimensions of their, of their life. Yes. So it's a very, she's very relevant. She's very relevant to people wherever they're at in this faith journey, it sounds like. Exactly. Exactly. And mm -hmm. she's working hard because we also, I, I also experienced some miracles, you know, some people were really uh, experience some people, you know, uh, Jesus, uh, I mean, Mary Magdalene through her intercession, mm -hmm. being people being freed from bad habits, mm -hmm. you know, yes. drugs, alcohol, and wrong uh, yes. sexuality, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and um, uh, miracles, people uh, having some sickness also, who were cured. So I tried to put on, to put on, a, on a little book, uh, some of those signs, you know, sometimes you don't know because people pray Mary Magdalene, then they pray Saint Joseph, and after they pray <laughs> Jesus in the Blessed right. Sacrament. So you don't know who. Right. But I, I know we have few examples, and I know that Mary Magdalene, she's working, mm -hmm. and she continues uh, her intercession and prayer is very strong. And yes. everybody coming to the crypt, they are touched. When they come there, there is sometimes a contact. You know, she's the... Mm. What I like with her also is that on the first part of her life, she does not speak. She will speak only to say that Jesus is risen. This is interesting. She used her voice, her tongue, to speak about the resurrection. This is the first reason for us to speak, is to announce the good news of the, of the resurrection. But then when she comes to Jesus, she uses uh, gestures. She acts, you know, she mm -hmm. cries, she 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 kissed the feet of Jesus. She follows him with her heart. So it's like it's a bodily language that is much stronger than physical than the mouth language. Mm -hmm. uh, and Mary Magdalene she teaches us also this bodily language, you know. Uh, and uh, so I mean there is so much uh, in her testimony uh, that it's so rich, you know, yes. to to have her. I mean to speak about. All our love for Jesus. Mm -hmm. I can see that you're, I see that you've learned a lot and you're passionate about um, all that she's doing for people and above all bringing them to the Lord. That I'm sure that yeah. is her greatest passion and I see that passion in your heart too. 
can you, can you share with us, um, did you have any devotion at all to St. Mary Magdalene as you grew up? Or is this something that obviously it's developed um, through this particular ministry that you have? Um, I did have a special devotion to Mary Magdalene mm -hmm. uh, because uh, my family is from this place okay. and uh, I grew around, not exactly here in Saint Maxima, uh, but uh, Mary Magdalene, she's the patron saint of this part of France, this diocese and this part of France. And my dad uh, started uh, an association, a group of people to promote, to defend uh, the tradition saying that who is Mary Magdalene, that she came here, that this and that, everything about the tradition of Mary Magdalene, you know, who is Mary Magdalene in the gospel, but then Mary Magdalene in Provence, Provence in this part of France. So it's right that when I was young, I was going to, on July 22nd, to the grotto with my dad, with my family. And so that was uh, uh, some, uh, some pilgrimage that I did almost every year. So with that, for sure, she was an important person. I didn't know why, but uh, she was someone uh, that was in my education. Mm -hmm. I knew she was a great friend of Jesus and uh, she, she was someone very special in my heart. I didn't know why. It's after when I came here as a priest that I knew more why. Mm -hmm. But you know something interesting, um, we have a lot of people, especially some journalists who come from Paris and and uh, they say, look, we, we found in one of the texts, you know, the apocryphe, that she was the, the, the wife of Jesus. And mm -hmm. so they want to tell me, you know, uh, Jesus was a true man. Mary Magdalene was a true woman. They loved one another. And so obviously they had to be together and to have children and this mm -hmm. and that. Mm -hmm. So they want, they are with their big camera, you know, and they want to <laughs> tell me, you know, yes, yes, yes. I say, well, you can think whatever you want. Me, I just say, yes, Jesus loved Mary Magdalene and Mary Magdalene loved Jesus, but maybe not on the same, uh, uh, the, the same uh, understanding, you know, the same reason as what we can think, what is human love. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I tried, um, I tried to explain to them that for sure Mary Magdalene, she loved, she was in passion with Jesus because Jesus was every was every, every, everything for her, you know, he, he removed these uh, links, you know, the, the attached to the, 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 the demons, the devils, uh, she experienced divine love, she experienced intimacy with God through Jesus Christ, and she's the first one to announce the resurrection. Mm -hmm. So yes, Mary Magdalene loved Jesus, but what about, you know, the love of Jesus to Mary Magdalene? Mm -hmm. And this is interesting because uh, we can say that she's uh, someone very special for Jesus. She's probably the best friend that Jesus had on a woman side, you know, uh, after there was the disciple of Jesus. But why did Jesus love her so much? She preferred her to all the other women who was around Jesus. I think uh, it's because Jesus, when you look at him, he has not come on earth to find a woman, but he has come on earth to save us from sins. Mm -hmm. And probably Mary Magdalene, she's the, the one 
who let uh, Jesus truly save her soul. And she started from so far, she was maybe so much into a wrong love, a false love, love that couldn't give her peace and joy. She was, she wanted to love, but she was going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And so she started from so low. And then within three years, she went so far in sanctity within such a little time. And this is what Jesus loved in Mary Magdalene because she let herself uh, be saved. You know, Jesus, Jesus said, I have come for the sinners, not for the just. She recognized her sins and she let Jesus be her savior, her pastor, her God, her master. And so Jesus loved because this soul, uh, he could really save this soul. Mm -hmm. And I think this is uh, what Jesus loved in Mary Magdalene, how she let divine grace work into her soul to take a sinner and to make a beautiful diamonds, you know, mm -hmm. uh, marvel jewels of, yes. of, of God holiness, uh, because she just let Jesus, yeah. you see. So mm -hmm. I think that's interesting in this yes. question of, intimacy love they had together mm -hmm. to understand that the love of jesus for her was not because she was young beautiful and probably she was young and beautiful but it's because uh, she just let herself be uh, shaped shaped uh, yes. the, the mm -hmm. divine grace transformed really that thank you transformed in so uh, so quickly uh, she she became this great saint and that's why she had this privilege to be the first one to to sow the risen Lord, and to, to say, to, to give this good news of the resurrection. Yes, and I think this is the um, grace that she probably most likes to intercede for us for, that we exactly. will discover in our own lives sort of the idols. I like to think of those demons as uh, if we think of our own lives, you know, we have these little idols stuck in our hearts and uh, we don't quite love the right way as pure and as whole as the Lord would like us to love. And so she would, she loved to intercede for us that we'll just kind of put those aside, have the strength to put those aside and, and Jesus will be in the center of our lives and we'll let him transform us with his divine grace. So yeah. what a, what a great testimony she is. She's obviously influenced your life. And, uh, it sounds to me like, um, more than a model and somebody who intercedes, she's a mission partner for you. She's a, a yeah. friend that you are missioning with evangelizing exactly. with yeah. i know i know that she's uh i mean she's with everybody obviously because everybody loves her so i'm sure she's working in every heart uh, mm -hmm. of the christians around the world but for sure to be so close to her relics you know uh give a special grace we have a yes. little special grace for us as priests in the basilica mm -hmm. but i think this grace she's very generous so she wants to give it to anybody who is coming here uh, to pray on her relics uh, in front of her relics in this sanctuary but also everybody praying mary magdalene in, in their heart they will receive uh, you know special grace uh, to 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 love jesus with a greater love a passion because mm -hmm. she's the passionate passion she had a passion for jesus and we need today to have passion for jesus because people don't care of god they don't care on, on, on Jesus or they, 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 they don't want to change their life. They don't want to be transformed. So we must be uh, some witness, passionate witness mm -hmm. 
like the Pope said, you know, disciple, missionary disciple, you know, some disciple who become missionary. And this passion, Mary Magdalene, she intercedes to give us this passion. Yes, so that's a great grace that we can ask for uh, from, from Mary Magdalene, that she'll intercede for us, that we'll be those passionate missionary disciples of the Lord. Thank you That's so much it. for sharing with Thank us. You. I Thank appreciate you. that. And I hope I'll see you in July 2021. God willing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Pending the world situation.